Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Knowles Quality Control. I'm your host, Ben Meyerson. Um, if you're watching this over on Tomahawk Nation's Twitter or on my Twitter, make sure you head on over to YouTube and, uh, you know, we can get active in the comments section. Make sure, you know, I'm hearing from you guys, seeing what you think about this game. FSU obviously drops to 4-3 and three against Clemson. And for a little bit there, it, it was looking like they might be able to mount a comeback, but you know, it just wasn't uh, enough in the end against uh, just a more talented football team. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about everything, you know, looking forward for the rest of the season with FSU, how, how they can bounce back from this 3 skid after starting four and O. And, you know, realistically, when you look at this seminal season, you know, preseason going into the season, I, I think we all kind of had the same assumption, not assumption, but, you know, there's a feeling that, hey, they could start off hot, but, you know, that, that stretch in October is going to be very, very tough for this football team. You're just going to play three uh, of the best that the ACC has to offer this year. And they lost against all three of those teams in, in games they were not favored and in games they were underdogs in. Um, so I think it's unfortunate now because that this team had so much momentum after starting 4-0 um, I think there was a lot of hope and optimism that, hey, they might be able to steal one of those games, um, especially kind of, kind of looking back on that this, this three-game stretch now. Um, 
that NC State loss in particular, I think is the one that stands out that um, just hurts. You know, if, if you're able to get one back um, winning against NC State, it, it could have happened. It should have happened in some respects, but um, like, you know, the offense just made too many mistakes against them. And it, it's a, uh, it's tough because I, I think this 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 coaching staff is doing a, a lot with this roster, but I also think this roster is just limited. You know, they're they're good in certain areas. They're better than they were last year, um, especially if you look at the wide receiver room. I, I mean, this time last year, um, Seminoles didn't have receivers who could win one on one matchups ever. Who could ever be a matchup problem? Who could ever? you know, go up and, and do things like we see Johnny Wilson do or Kentron Portier. I mean, his development has been huge. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot of things that you can be positive about. And there's a lot of things that you can feel good about when you look back on where this team was, but it's still not good enough for the Seminoles. And, and, and that's kind of the bottom line. That's the big story for me is that, you know, it's – um. It's just frustrating to have such a talented quarterback like Jordan Travis and to still kind of not be able to, to get to where this team wants to go. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. Obviously, I mean, this team is four and three. They have five games left in the season. I believe they'll probably be favored in four or five of those games with Syracuse right now being the only game I don't think they'll be favored in. Um, so if you can end the season, you know, eight and four, beat all the teams you're supposed to be, lose to the teams that you're supposed to lose to, um, you have to feel better about the direction the Seminoles are headed in. And, you know, looking at this game tonight, you know, let's just get into to what happened against Clemson. I, I think, you know, they, they start off hot in that first quarter, um, two of the first three drives, some will score a touchdown. Uh, that first drive, I, I thought that first drive was one of the best drives I've seen the Seminoles offense and Mike Norvell in particular have this year. Um, it was just so intentional the way they used the misdirection and deception and, you know, using the screen game, but not funneling the ball only through Micah Pittman actually getting other players involved in the screen game. Um, I believe Trey Benson on Tofi, sorry, Tof, Tof Philly got a screen. Johnny Wilson got a screen on that first drive. Seminoles drive the whole length of the field and are able to score on that 20-yard keeper um, that Jordan Travis kept, kept that was set up by um, the big explosive runs that they were getting. So, you know, that they have that. They have the three and out. Then they have the 93-yard drive where they have the big chunk plays. Um, and the offense just looks in command. And then – the offense stalled. The offense stalled like they have stalled so many times this year in, in, in these big games, in these big moments where they just can't stall. Um, you know, it, it, I think the end of that first half was tough. You, you look at, um, in, in particular, when they, they – trying to remember the drives, but they had two back-to-back drives um, in this game that – that were just not good enough going into going into that first half um, to end that first half. They had the fumble that Jordan had, you know, when he gets his blindsided 
um, with Robert Scott not being able to keep up with that Clemson defensive end, and then the turnover on downs um, in in the Clemson territory when you have a scoring opportunity. If they score right there, Seminoles are are keeping up with Clemson at that rate. You know, it, it, it's not it's not a complete disaster like this game felt like after those two drives going into halftime. You know, the Seminoles were moving the ball. The offense was pushing the ball downfield. They had some flashes. They were just not good enough. Um, And Clemson went on a ridiculous run. They had six straight possessions after their first um, punt that they scored on. So they had a touchdown, touchdown, field goal, and a touchdown to end the first half and then open the second half with a touchdown and a field goal. Um, The rest of the half, they did not score against FSU. Punt, punt, punt. And then the end of the game with that last drive where they kneeled it out. So I think there's some encouraging things from the Seminole team, but there's also a lot of just very frustrating things. The staff is bringing this team in the right direction, but this roster just isn't good enough. They don't have the talent that they need to have. And you can fill those gaps like they have with the transfer portal. You know, looking at your Johnny Wilsons. I mean, Jordan Travis is a transfer player. Um, a lot of this offensive line are transfers. So they're able to fill holes where they were just very desperate the last two years through that transfer portal. But when you don't have, when you aren't bringing in year in and year out the top end talent that you need to bring, um, bring in, it just kind of shows in these sorts of games, these big games against a team like Clemson that is just more talented. Um, and puts themselves in better positions to win. So, I, you know, I, I think the second quarter is really where this team lost this game in particular. They weren't really able to build on the, that momentum from the first half. They get stalled, and they, they slip a little, and then the defense. The defense just made too many mistakes in that first half. Um, and I, I think overall, if you look at these Seminoles games – they, they have times where the offense performs in big games. They have times where the defense shows some flashes, so shows um, just life. And then what they don't have, though, is they don't have the two mixing together, and you don't see a full, complete game from this team. Like, when is the last time this season that we've, we've seen this team um, have, have a complete game? Definitely not in these last three games. I, I mean, I think you can go back to the Louisville win, I think, you know, that's probably the last really complete game that this team played, Boston College. I mean, obviously, that's such a lesser opponent. Um, but, yeah, it was just a very, very tough way to, to end this game, um, to end this stretch for the Seminoles, you know, because you, you start off 4-0 and then you go immediately to 0-3. Um, so... You know, I, the season isn't over. I think this is where we kind of all expected this team to be. But I think it's very disappointing to see the, to, to see this team at this point after such a hot start, after you felt like momentum was really headed in the right direction. You know, they were winning the games they were supposed to win. They were winning close games against a decent opponent like LSU. But they hadn't showed up in that big game yet, and they still haven't. And Mike Norvell hasn't shown that he can do that in these big moments. He hasn't shown – that he can bring he, he he hasn't shown that he has the ability to win games that they shouldn't necessarily be winning on a talent level. And they've had opportunities to do so. NC State in particular is the game I think you're gonna go back to when you look over the stretch that you say, 
hey, you know what? That team was better than Florida State, but Florida State had opportunities to win that game, and they just did not close it out. Um, I think you can look at the final score of this Clemson game and say, hey, you know, what if the punt – you know, the punt that the punt that the Seminoles won for, what if they convert there? Or what if they convert on fourth and two in the first half and score? Um, but I think Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. The middle of this game, the the end of that first half, that, that later part of the second quarter, the start of the third quarter, um, Clemson just snowballed. And the Seminoles clearly were just too complete too complacent the offense stalled the defense was making too many mistakes and crucial moments i mean i think you look back at that um 59 yard touchdown that clemson had to to open their scoring and kevin knowles should have got a sack on that play there there's so many plays especially the scoring plays that you look at in particular with clemson early on in this game where if fsu gets a sack and they are in position to get sacks and a lot of these plays it's a very different game, but Clemson, they just showed up when they needed to. They converted when they needed to. They scored when they needed to. And this just goes back to what we've seen from this Mike Norvell team recently, which is they're not good enough in situational football. They do not show up in the big moment. And I think that's the most unfortunate thing about this team is that they just haven't proven they can show up, even though Jordan Travis shows a lot of heart, a lot of talent. I mean, he's a very, very good quarterback, and I think FSU fans are gonna are gonna feel the loss of Jordan Travis potentially after this season if he if he decides to move on. So, um, you know, I think it's unfortunate that the Seminoles weren't able to close out any of these games. It, if you close out a game against NC State like that, and then you have this Clemson game where you at least fight back towards the end, you know you can still be wanting more out of the Seminole team, expecting more, but at least they have a big win under their belt, a, a win that we haven't seen Mike Norvell get before. Um, they just haven't been able to provide that. They, they are beating the teams they need to beat, and they are losing to teams that are better than them. But especially situationally, if you look at how this team has been ha- able to handle this season, they've had some good moments, but – really only good moments against inferior teams with similar or lesser talent and coaching staffs that are the same or worse. So I think Mike Norvell just hasn't proven that he can win in that big moment on that big stage when it really matters. And that's the, that's the thing that is holding the Seminoles team back. That's the one thing that they haven't been able to do this year and throughout his entire tenure. I mean, but this year they had the opportunities to do so. The team is better. The 
you know, the offensive line isn't, isn't great, but they're in a much better position than they were last year. I, I mean, game to game last year through their first six games, they had a different starting offensive line almost every single game except for one game back-to-back or one week back-to-back where they had the same offensive line. So, you know, this this team has positioned themselves to be much better and to be able to not go, go down in, in these games and lose to Clemson by 30 points. You know, they're keeping it close against Clemson. They're showing fight, um, but unfortunately, it's just not been enough. Um, I think looking forward for the rest of the season, if you look at the seminal schedule, like I, I mentioned earlier, they'll be favored in four out of their next five matchups to end the year. Syracuse is really the only game at this point that you're going to see the, the, the Seminoles not be favored in, but Georgia Tech, Miami. I mean, those are two games the Seminoles need to win. Those are must-win games. So if you head into Syracuse, if, if, if you're playing there, you know, six and four at that point in the season, and you have another close game, you're able to close it out, that that would show something. That would show that the Seminoles team is is not only headed in the right direction like we all think that they kind of are, you know, even though they're not where they need to be, they're heading in the right direction. But beating a top 20 opponent like a Syracuse, if, if they continue on the trend that they're on right now, that would be the big win for Mike Norvell and the Seminoles. That would prove that they can win in these must not even must win games, but, but games that, you know, are big moments. And it, it, it would prove that situationally this team could win against very good quality f- football teams. So I, I think situational football is the biggest thing that you have to look at for the rest of the season. They should beat Georgia Tech. They should beat Miami. They should beat Louisiana. Florida might be a little more difficult than those other three teams, but they should probably still beat Florida. And then you look at Syracuse, that's the one opponent that they're probably not going to be favored against, um, that it's going to be a little more difficult to just outright win. So, you know, I I think if they can end this season hot, great. But we've seen the fluctuations with this team, right? They start off 4-0, they they go 0-3. Last year, they start off 0-4, they finish the season 5-2. So will they be able to get things moved in the right direction and – and go from 0-3 to finishing the season 4-1 and or even 5-0, and that would be an accomplishment because at least you could look back at this season and say, hey, they, they lost to teams who were better than them. They did not lose to inferior opponents. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat, and they lost to teams that they were supposed to lose to. That would be a much – that would be an improvement from where this team was last year. And I know a lot of Seminoles fans want this team to, to, to be better, to, to – be that winner that they were, but they just aren't that team right now. So um, just getting this team back on track is, is the most important thing. I, I think the positives you can take away from this game is that this team, I mean, they fight till the very end. The Seminoles do not give up. Uh, you know, they, I believe gosh, they, they go 14, seven and then Clemson scored, um, 20 plus straight points and that point it was kind of too much to come back from but they finished the last two drives of touchdowns they're able to move the ball well you know i i think that's the the frustrating thing about this seminal steam is you see them move the ball well at times you see the potential that jordan travis has you see the ability he has the 
elite, uh, the, the magician-like ability he has to escape pressure, to keep pushing the ball downfield, to keep off-schedule plays open. So um, I, I think this offense has shown a lot all season. They are so much better than they were. Even tonight, they, they lost Treshawn Ward. They were still able to run the ball very well because they have quality running backs and they can run the ball well. This offensive line can push people in the run game at times. But the pass, but the pass um, protection is just too—it's just too poor for this team. They cannot protect Jordan Travis. I mean, looking at Jordan's final stats: forty-two passing attempts, and and they ran ran the ball thirty-four times. That's just not the Seminoles' identity. They need to establish the run. They need to own this these games through the run and be able to own time of possession like they did against LSU to, 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 to have ownership over the tempo of these games. And against Clemson, that's what got away in that second quarter is they lost the tempo. They weren't, they weren't, they didn't keep running the ball when they were running the ball. Well, they, they, they went to the air, they had three and outs. And because, you know, you have those drives that, that, that drive where you had the fumble, the drive where you don't convert on fourth and two um, from that point on, it was just too much against a very talented Clemson team. Now, you know, if you convert on that fourth and two in the second quarter, um, right up the drive before the fumble, um, then maybe things are a little more interesting. Maybe the Seminoles team is able to hang around a lot better and and have a puncher's shot, you know, going down. I, I think you look you look at this final score of this game, it can be a little deceiving, 34-28. The Seminoles never had that opportunity to really come back, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, this game just got out of hand. And and this game got so out of hand that even though the offense was moving the ball well, they had scoring drives. It, they just weren't able to, to be good situationally. And that's been the biggest downfall of this Mike Norvell team recently. I mean, they've just been terribly, terrible situationally. Uh, they they consistently do not show up when they need to against these better opponents. And that's the one thing that is holding this team back right now. They're winning the games they're supposed to. They're losing against teams that are better than them. But against NC State, they also lose an opportunity that um, – lose an opportunity to win a game that if you can pull off that win – that that gives this team a lot of momentum heading into this game. You know, maybe they're able to put up a better fight, even if they don't. You know, being five and two with losses to Clemson and Wake Forest would not be the end of the world. But you lose to three better opponents, um, and it's just just hard to think that this Seminoles team should be a top twenty football team. They're just not quite there yet. Um, so I think the biggest concern for for this team moving forward is situational football. Um, how Will they fare against teams who are better than them when they have their backs against the wall, when they need to produce in these situations and in crucial moments in the game, they just haven't shown up recently. So, um, you know, I think for the Seminoles, Jordan Travis is performing exceptionally well. It's, it's very impressive. uh, Just what Jordan's done this season. Uh, He is, he's just an incredible football player, but um same time the offensive line can't support him in the passing game um the, the running game 
sometimes they can run the ball well, but when they do run the ball well, then they don't keep running the ball and they fall behind and then they have to keep passing the ball and then they lose rhythm. And then, you know, it's just this constant, constant uphill battle where, you know, the, even though the offense can be um, having great rhythm, they also stall. And when they stall and let other teams creep back in, um, they just don't respond quick enough. You know, that you saw the response they had in this game. They, they, by the end of the game, hey, they were getting the, they were moving the ball. They were having scoring drives. They finished with two touchdown drives against Clemson, but they also had, uh, I mean, I believe about six different drives in between those. So they had the touchdown drive um, that finished right after the first quarter. That was the first play of the second quarter. Then they have three straight drives where they don't score. So it, it's just unfortunate that they stall at really inopportune times. Um, so I think going forward for the Seminoles, they, they have to be better situationally. They have to be able to produce when they get out of rhythm and get back quickly into that rhythm. They do not get back into their offensive rhythm quick enough. They don't trust their running game enough. Um, they get away from that at times. So I think for Mike Norvell the rest of the season, if they if he can prove that this team can overcome some of their situational issues, um, that to me would 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 be the best thing he can do um, in terms of giving confidence going forward for this team. You know, because the talent should improve; it should get better if they can recruit better, if they can keep the ball rolling in the right direction, keep being, bringing in transfers, keep being successful that way building their roster i mean obviously this roster is not good enough yet but if they're able to bring in more top end talent and match that with better situational football this team could have a lot of potential in the future but right now they're just not good enough situationally they're not talented enough against these better teams i mean they, they just aren't talented enough to be clemson they aren't talented enough to be wake force so um, that that is also a fault of the staff. That's that's not an excuse for the staff. That's on the staff as well. They need to produce better, more talented teams so that when they're in these situations, they can convert and they can show up when they need to. Clemson showed up when they need to, right? The first drive of the game, they had to punt. Then they had three straight scoring drives, including two coming out of that second half. So, you know, that was the difference between the Seminoles and the Tigers today was the Tigers showed up when they needed to. The Tigers converted when they needed to. They scored and made the most of the opportunities that the Seminoles gave them. And FSU just did not make the most of those opportunities that they were given. Um, that was the difference tonight. So that's going to be it for me. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll be doing more live content. Make sure you check out my YouTube channel at Ben by Ben Meyerson as well. You know, you can check out my work on Tomahawk Nation. We're doing some great stuff over there. This is not the end of the season for the Seminoles team. Uh, they have five more games, four of the games they should be favored. And right now I would project them to finish off the season with eight wins. But as we've seen with this team at times, um, things don't ex always go exactly how you, how you think they'll go. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they play against Syracuse, against Florida, against Miami, um, those games in particular, other games I'm watching for the rest of the season. If, if they can finish off five and oh, if they can finish the season on a high, that would be a really great step in 
a step in the right direction. But um, we'll just see how this team responds. Obviously, the Saw are off four and zero. Now, if you lose three straight, you're zero three in the month of October. So you know, Mike Norvell always talks about that response. He always talks about how his team will respond. Well, here's your opportunity to respond, Mike. So let's see how this team finishes out the season.